Elisha and the Shunammite Woman by Dutch painter Herod van den Eekhout, 1621-1674 Elisha entered the house and found the boy stretched out on the bed dead. He went into the room and locked the door, just the two of them in the room, and prayed to God. He then got into bed with the boy and covered him with his body, mouth on mouth, eyes on eyes, hands on hands. As he was stretched out over him like that, the boy's body became warm. Elisha got up and paced back and forth in the room. Then he went back and stretched himself upon the boy again. The boy started sneezing, seven times he sneezed. And opened his eyes. He called Gehazi and said, Get the Shunammite woman in here. He called her and she came in. Elisha said, Embrace your son. She fell at Elisha's feet, face to the ground in reverent awe. Then she embraced her son and went out with him. The message. Life sometimes feels like a roller coaster. Our emotions go up and down alongside the circumstances which bring them forth. Elisha was one of the all-time great prophets in ancient Israel. He developed an ongoing friendship with a woman from the town of Shunem. It was her simple hospitality to a stranger that brought about the enduring relationship. Whenever Elisha passed through on his prophetic business, he would stop in and have a meal or spend the night in a special room set aside just for him. But that is not the end of the story. The woman was about to have a big change of life, a life she could not have ever seen coming and only dreamed of. The Shunammite woman had no children and was not able to conceive. Yet, on one of his visits, Elisha promised her she would hold her very own infant child. Which she eventually did. A year after Elisha's pronouncement, the woman and her husband had a son. The woman went from discouraged to elated. The child grew. The Shunammite and her family were content and living well. But that is not the end of the story. In today's Old Testament lesson, we pick up the narrative as the child is a small boy, the family happy and healthy. Until they weren't. One day the boy was playing, as he did every day. Whatever happened, he developed such a terrible headache that his dear mother rocked him for hours, trying to comfort him. The worst case scenario happened. The boy died. The woman went from joy to despair in a matter of hours. But that is not the end of the story. The grieving mother refused to let death have the last word on her son. She saddled her donkey and went directly to Elisha. The Shunammite lamented to him about her son, and in her grief, cried out how Elisha had gotten her hopes up, only to be dashed by that dark enemy of death. The prophet responded to the woman's plea and set off post-haste to her home, which had now become a sort of funeral parlor. Elisha went into the room by himself with the dead boy. In an odd process similar to what Jesus would do centuries later, Elisha did some physical actions in bringing about a miraculous resurrection. The boy sneezed, got up, and was given back to his mother. Her lowest of the low grinding sadness of distress and despair now turned to the highest of the high elation of joy and gratitude. But that is not the end of the story. The story continues because the larger overarching story of God's gracious intervention into this world to bring about the redemption of all creation. Along the way, across the millennia, the Lord continues to use faithful people to bring about renewal, restoration, and redemption. In the Christian tradition, the apex of this merciful work is fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. God Himself was pleased to live fully in His Son. And God was pleased for Him to make peace by sacrificing His blood on the cross so that all beings in heaven and on earth would be brought back to God. Colossians 1 19-20, Sev. The resurrection of the boy, and all risings from death before Jesus, prefigured and foretold the ultimate resurrection of Christ. And because Christ is risen, we too, shall rise from death, both spiritually and bodily. 
Therefore, we have been buried with Him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too may live a new life. For if we have become united with Him in the likeness of His death, we will certainly also be united in the likeness of His resurrection. Romans 6 4-5, Net. The end of the grand narrative story is moving to a climax. Jesus is coming again to judge the living and the dead. All things shall be restored. All will be made right. We may sorrow in the night, but joy comes in the morning. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be His peoples. And God Himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Revelation 21 1-6, NRSV. Our past grief and our present troubles will give way to a future hope, an ending to the story we can barely imagine, a glorious existence with our God which will have no end. May the Lord come soon. I pray the Lord Jesus will be kind to you. May faith, hope, and love surround everyone who belongs to Christ Jesus. Amen.